Welcome to the latest episode of Be Atento. I am Jesse Ulrich, CEO of Random Productions and editor of this podcast. The Be Atento podcast offers helpful tips and stories from some of today's most successful entrepreneurs and investors, and is brought to you by Atento Capital, a Telsa-based venture fund focused on driving returns through early-stage venture investment in local economic development and job creation. Atento stands for helpful, careful, thoughtful, conscientious, and polite as Atento Capital seeks to embody these characteristics to all of its stakeholders. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Will Gray, managing partner and co-founder of Atento Capital. I'm here with Chris Davis and Brandon King, co-founders of Fansub, which is an Atento Capital portfolio company. Fansub is one of the first all-inclusive uh, discovery, booking, marketing, uh, of live experiences for artists and creators mm-hmm. and uh very excited to have you guys on on uh, the show today Appreciate um welcome thank you thank we're you. happy to be here thank you Extremely happy. guys i wanted to started uh, i wanted to get started by uh, asking you about your backgrounds and really diving into who you guys are as individuals and how you came together as a team uh yeah so i'll, I'll take that one first so brandon king again um georgia native um uh, born born and raised in Warner Robins, Georgia. Um, come from a big Christian country family. It's <laughs> a bunch of us, uh, and uh, grew up in a in a extremely athletic background. Extremely athletic family um, was the first uh, in my family to go to a major college. Uh, ended up uh, becoming a a, a all state uh, uh, and nationally ranked player in high school. Uh, ended up fielding 31 uh, Division One offers, and, and uh, mom made decision for for her son to go to Purdue University <laughs> <laughs> for educational purposes, uh, and then that led into a five year career uh, playing in the Big Ten, playing football where I studied uh, business, uh, got my degree in business, uh, and then ended up uh, having uh, not getting drafted uh, after my 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 uh, fifth year uh, at Purdue. But uh, was able to uh, work my tail off and make a roster for the Indianapolis Colts uh, in 2010. Uh, and so uh, it, it was, was, it's 2022 now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't feel like it's been 12 years since I played in the NFL. Uh, but uh, I guess time flies, right? And so uh, so I ended up having a, a decent uh, NFL career, uh, playing about four, about, about a total of about four and a half years. I uh, spent the majority of my time with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, about three years. And then I'd say another year bouncing around from teams such as the Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars. And then lastly, uh, the, the, the Detroit Lions was only there for two weeks, got cut, uh, but I'm still claiming it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, so my football career kind of me knowing like that I wouldn't play forever. I started um, uh, investing in technology, uh, I think around 2011, 2012. Uh, and that was around the same time that I ran into Chris Davis while mm-hmm. I was uh, doing my short stint with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, his uh, cousin by the name of uh, Anderson Russell, who is uh, a V Ohio State uh, graduate, uh, introduced us, I think, after a crazy night. <laughs> after a crazy night in Miami, yeah. we were yeah. playing down there. And Chris and I kept in, literally have kept in contact ever since that day. So um, uh, that's a little bit about my, little bit about myself. I'll, 
I don't want to talk too much. I'll kind of hand it over to Chris to tell us sure. the story a little bit, and then I'll I'll take back over. And Chris, you had a similar athletic background. Maybe give us a give us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and was captain of a, a state championship high school football team, also a baseball team as well. Um, one of the things that um, people who know me close, um, they kind of think is really cool is. Sean McVay, who's the head coach of the L.A. Rams, he was my high school quarterback. So we've known each other since we were 13 years old. Uh, went on to Duke University, played football there, was captain of the team as well. Um, so early on, I saw like these leadership, you know, roles that my my peers would like thrust me into, whether mm-hmm. I wanted to or not. Uh, a lot of it came from um, my ability to perform, you know, and so I, I got it. But I really you know, just kind of innately took on the leadership capacity and helping, helping guide the team and all that good stuff. Uh, went through, I, I left Duke in 2008, graduated and was, you know, bouncing around from the arena league, which, which it closed down because of the, the, um, the economy, you know, had crashed at that time. Uh, so I ended up in the CFL, um, bounced around there a couple of years. And then, you know, ultimately my body was like, all right, we're done with football. <laughs> I had my, you know, summer of sulking, me and my dog, Champ, who's still with us today. And then I got into tech. I got an opportunity. I started asking people about what was, you know, happening. Where should I start to, you know, focus my efforts and got into tech uh, around, um, yeah, about 10, 11 years ago. A lot of athletes kind of struggle with ending their career and then finding kind of self-identity and moving into something new. Can you guys describe how that process was for you and how you guys find yourself doing what you're doing today? For, for me, um, I started investing in tech and that, that's kind of, that kind of gave me my, my alley, but I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, I struggled, um, I think, definitely struggled after the, I was released from, the, from, from Detroit. Um, and, and it only took about, I'd say it took me about six months to kind of figure it out. Like I literally... Uh, like so many athletes, like I had to go back to mom's house just to just to figure out uh, w- what I want to do. Like, because because for so long, like I think you know a lot of people, like a lot of people, I, I've been playing football since I was five, and so I spent tw- literally twenty two years of my life playing this sport. And and obviously, there's only one National Football League, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, you know, kind of sat around thinking, like, what the heck, what the heck am I going to do? And then uh, I don't remember what happened, but for for me. Uh, uh, like YouTube was really just starting to get going and, and, and had knew some, knew some, knew some things about tech had, had obviously lost some money investing in technology, but was uh, super like intrigued with it. And so literally uh, probably about six months after Detroit released me, I literally started teaching myself how to code um, because it's for a simple fact that I didn't, I did I did not know when the next check was coming uh, and I needed something to transition into. Uh, and that's what helped me, like literally understanding technology, understanding it better. Like, like if I wanted to build these companies, I really had to understand the fundamentals of how they worked. And so for me, that was that was like the saving grace to helping me transition out of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had my eight weeks uh, over the summer to to sit on the couch and watch TV and eat potato chips. <laughs> and then I was like, All right, you know, my mom, you know, to uh, to Brandon's point, you know, she was like, Chris you know, you can do many other things. You know, you graduated from a prestigious high school. Uh, A lot of people don't know this about me. I'm an Eagle Scout. She Mm -hmm. was like, you were captain of the football team at Duke. 
go do, you know, so you just have to like go through the transition period. And then I was like, all right, you know, let me go focus my effort somewhere else mm -hmm. and started to ask people, got the opportunity to get into uh, a tech startup. At the time I was the youngest, I was the cheapest, I was the most eager. And, um, and then it was a sports tech company. So they really like to highlight that, Hey, we have somebody on our team who played at Duke and, you know, um, has been, you know, an all American there and all this good stuff. And they were just throwing me into the fire. And, uh, I think what's really cool about that experience and, and then looking back and being on at this seat today is the exposure that Brandon and I telling our story through this podcast, right? We didn't, we didn't have someone to tell this story, you know, when we were playing that, Hey, you're going to go through this period. Uh, it's not for long, uh, as far as playing sports. And then there are other opportunities out there for you mm -hmm. to continue, you know, to, to focus your passion, your drive and, um, you know, the abilities that you've learned through sports. And I think that's great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> really, a, you know, one of the, one of the key reasons why, and we are so excited about fans of and these founders is you you two coming from backgrounds where uh you've you've had a you've had a career mm -hmm. um and and you experience ups and downs in that career mm -hmm. and it's all about having the personal motivation and drive yeah. to go out and perfect your craft be the best uh that your ability allows and give yourself a, a shot on goal at, at, at achieving a dream and oh, yeah. um and so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about the two of you and, and what you're doing today. And so I kind of want to transition, transition there. Um, because I think that there are a lot of similarities between going down the, the professional athletics path, um, which is really kind of an entrepreneurship uh, path and what you're doing today, which is building a company from, from scratch. And so Brandon, maybe you just want to talk a little bit about, uh, how the, how the company came to be and really talk about how you recruited this team. The initial visions for Fans Up uh, came from not myself. It came from somebody else. <laughs> so, uh, so I think it was back in 2019, right before the pandemic. Um, somebody presented me um, with a fan engagement problem that artists, uh, a fan engagement branding and ownership problem that 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 artists and brands were having with with uh, uh, in regards to like the normal social media such as Instagram, Twitter. Like literally just ownership. Like they didn't own any data, uh, or or um, uh, it really was just a control thing, right? Like we wanted to improve fan engagement, and so that's why that's how FanSub started. And when when it when it, when we first uh, came up with the idea, like it took on the shape of I think many names. Like I think the first name for it was Artist Concerts, right? Uh, and then uh, and, and then at that at that time and point. Uh, when it became artist concerts, uh, it was that, that's where the live streaming came from, right? So uh, the pandemic had just started, um, and uh, artists could no longer monetize from uh, in-person experiences, and so so we sought out like so so we were we we're here like let's solve the fan engagement problem, but then we had to shift because of the pandemic. Like oh, that there's an even greater need. Like they they no longer have an ability to monetize, and so. Uh, so fans of in, in, in its infancy became artist concerts. Uh, and so now we were a fan engagement and live streaming platform right as the pandemic started. Uh, and so, and actually, uh, I think, I think we, we had that name probably for six months. And at this time, I, I think I was just telling Chris what, yep. what, what it was like, Hey, mm -hmm. like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but I think I got something. All right. Like, mm -hmm. I think I got something pretty cool. So Chris was obviously of the, of the four cam, Mike, cam, Mike Brandon and, 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 uh, and, and, and Chris, uh, Chris was the first to know about it. Uh, and so fast forward to about six months later, 
uh, we were in due diligence with an investor out of, out of Atlanta. Uh, and, j- and at the time, like I, I just didn't have the time to do the business parts of, of what the company needed. And so ended up losing the deal. Um, uh, but, but was still extremely motivated to continue, to continue like chasing it. Uh, and so, uh, ended up, uh, rebranding fans, uh, artist concerts to fan subscription. Uh, and then, uh, uh, new, uh, I think, I think about around this time too, the live streaming tech was pretty, pretty sufficient and we needed to test it. Um, and so, so I ended up putting out a tweet, uh, looking for a booking agent, uh, because I needed somebody, I, cause, because I didn't know anything about managing artists or booking or, or anything, but I knew through my network and, and through uh, just, just literally just Twitter uh, that I could reach out to somebody. And so I put out this tweet, hey, hey I'm looking for a booking agent. Anybody wants to take me up on this, on this opportunity, uh, shoot me a DM. And there was only one person that answered that DM. And uh, his name uh, was Michael Lombardi, who is uh, our, our CMO today and was the second co-founder of Fansub. Um, and so, so, so here we are. Mike and I, I like. I think the first time we talked on the phone was like a six, seven hour conversation, and immediately had no idea at the time that Mike was a twenty two year old kid. Like, mm-hmm. like from from our conversation, you would have thought Mike was a thirty it was a thirty plus year old vet who who had been working in artist management booking for you know since he was eighteen. But but he, but he wasn't. He just happened to be uh, a savvy young 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 college dropout, which because which which he which he was that that had a a a burning desire to help help artists, right? Mm-hmm. And so like Mike and I instantly connected, and within a week, uh, Mike is on a flight to Atlanta uh, to come to my place, and uh, I'm literally uh, Allison and I. I'm literally telling her, uh, "Hey, I'm, I'm gonna bring this, this this stranger to our house." Uh, just trust me on this one. <laughs> just, just, trust me. just trust me on this one. And so, and so Mike came to Atlanta, got to know him. And so, uh, you know, it, you know, knowing where fan sub was, we, we needed to actually have an experience. Like we need to host an event. And so Mike does what Mike does. Uh, and he, and he comes back like a week later. Like I get, I think, I, I think I gave Mike a budget and everything. Like, look, Mike, you got a thousand dollars to sit. Like we, we broke, we, we don't have any like Mike. And so Mike does what Mike does. He, he makes, he makes the best use case out of out of what he's given, right? Like that that's what he that's really what he does. And so he comes back like a week later, like, hey man, I got this bomb headliner. I'm like, well, who is this Mike? He like, this this guy's name is Cam James. I'm like, never never heard of Mike. He's like, just trust me on this. I'm like, okay, I don't have a choice but to trust you. So so we go out, uh, book the actually actually, it wasn't just Cam James. Uh he booked he booked uh Cam James, uh, a guy by the name of Ben Riley, who's now exploded. Uh, uh, on Spotify, I think he's he's he has like a million monthly listeners or something. And at the wow. time we found him, he was only at about a thousand. And so just looking back now, like Mike had the foresight to see talent, like, and it's one of his 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 best skills. Like he can really he really understands artists and talents, and he 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 has a unique ability to to like just like he just had the foresight to understand like what 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 an audience would, would, would love from a creator. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so Mike goes out, uh, Ben Riley, uh, Cam James, and immediately, uh, as soon as we book Cam Chain contract sign, Cam just starts doing like all type of like programmatic, like video stuff that we had no idea he could do. Like he's literally on the phone with On Mike, the platform. On the platform, like doing stuff. Like he, like, so we didn't have anybody that could make <clears> videos, <throat> anybody that could do like, you know, any type of crazy design. And Cam is literally doing this as an artist, uh, to help sell more tickets to his, to this show, and so I, I want to say we sold about fifty two live stream tickets for for artists that really didn't have any following, right? 
And, and, and this whole time, Mike and I are thinking like, like this, this dude is different. Cam, Cam, Cam is different. Like we, we thought we were just booking an artist, but little did we know we were gonna, we, we were, we had booked our third co-founder. Offensive. <laughs> I love that story. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, 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 uh, show happens in somebody's house on the north side of Atlanta. We, a buddy of mine by the name of Brandon Tonsbrook, shout out to him, uh, let us use his house for free. He was like, I just want to be a part of this experience, uh, because he had never seen it before. So, show goes on, camp sells a good amount of tickets. And, and that day, uh, the, the day of the show, Cam is literally plotting to make us an offer. To come to be a part of the team, and, and Mike and I ourselves are like, how do we get Cam a part of the team? And and we had no idea that Cam was a Georgia Tech grad, had had a degree and had had various degrees, various skills that were that that we didn't even realize we were missing. And so I think the next day we ended up Mike Mike and I ended up talking, uh, and we ended up making Cam an equity deal. Uh, as a co-founder and as a third co-founder fan. So this was one of the most exciting pieces of the, of the story for us uh, that not only did you have the ability to recruit extremely talented people mm -hmm. uh, to join you because you need to do that. You need to be able to, to recruit well in order to build a big company, yep. but also that the, that the platform had such product market fit mm -hmm. that it would excite mm -hmm. someone like Cam mm -hmm. Uh, to the point where he 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 felt inspired to come and join the company. He did. Oh yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, and that was a and that was like a light bulb moment for Mike and I that we were. I don't think we were necessarily focused on product market fit at, at that point. We, we were just trying to build a thing, right? Like to help creators. Like how can we help build help creators? And then and then bringing Cam on the team help only help accelerate that into the right direction. Like like we knew if we could build a product that could help a person like Cam or artists like Cam, then 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 the market for, you know, uh, like th th that there will be a market for our product. Like, like we essentially knew that. And so, uh, so for, uh, by the next two months, it was just myself, Mike and Cam, uh, trying to run fans up. And we, and, uh, I, I think I had just reconnected with Chris during that time, time frame. I, I don't necessarily know, but we knew, uh, we, we liked operational and leadership like abilities. Like we, we, there was a, like a glaring need. Uh, because none of us knew how to run a business, right? Like I knew how to build tech. Cam, Cam, Cam knew how how to be an artist and obviously help where he could, like with with the, with the with the videography stuff. And Mike knew how to book talent, right? And also Mike knew how to host events. But none of us had operational experience. None of us had startup experience, and none of us had ever run a business. So, so I think I I I, I think uh, in having a conversation, I, I think the thing that got us there actually, Will, was we were trying to pitch. We we were trying to pitch. And, and it was just absolutely horrible. It was like just dog crap, just horrible. And so, uh, and so I'm thinking to myself, and I'm telling Chris and Mike, uh, Cam and Mike, I got a guy that I, that, that I think we can get. Uh, it's a long shot, but I, I know he has a job. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. And so I hit Chris, and uh, we met at this Starbucks in Bucket, yep. uh, right off of Piedmont. And I literally, man, just sat down and just like, Chris, give me, give me, give me 30 minutes or an hour. And I just showed it to him. And, and, and at the conclusion of me showing it to him, like, I don't want to say I knew he was so, but I kind of knew he was so. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of knew, I kind of knew we had him. And I, and I remember Cam and Mike uh, coming, like, literally called me right. So like, what, 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 you, what, what do you think? I'm like, well, I, I don't know yet. And uh, long story short, literally the next day, Chris, Chris reaches back out uh, and uh, expressed that he would love to be a part of fans of. And so the team was formed at that point yeah. uh, around May 2020. Uh, uh, and then 
uh, I think it was before that, but was it was it was I think it was April. Was it was April? Yeah, probably because we were we were trying to pitch Dom in, in May. In, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. right. It, it <laughs> yeah. was. It, 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 I, I want to touch on that too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But before I do, Chris, maybe give a little bit of background on what you were doing before FanSub, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I do want to hear about your experience pitching to Dom, mm-hmm. uh, who runs at, at Tulsa. Tulsa yeah. And and how that went and, and really to talk about the path to finding yourself here in the city of Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. Um I had just wrapped up an MBA um and that was twenty eighteen and I I look back on that. I worked during the day, fought traffic to get to class by six thirty and then like went to class to like nine thirty at night. It was it was crazy. I don't I don't even know how we all did it. But but that happened and Brandon and I, we've been keeping in touch throughout this entire process. Mm-hmm. And I had transitioned from the, the company that I was with when I started um, the, the MBA to once I graduated, I, I shifted to an ed tech company. And I was with that company. And um, again, staying in touch with Brandon, I was seeing, he told me about this artist concerts. I didn't really get it in the beginning. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, the light bulb went off. I was like, okay, I get it now. Mm-hmm. And um and as he began to tell me more about it and Brandon started to introduce me to the team that he had assembled, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you know, um, it started off as just me tr- helping them um, create a pitch deck mm-hmm. and like, no, like you should start off with the problem and then go into, mm-hmm. you know, the solution of fan sub mm-hmm. and, you know, just formal structure. And I was doing this after after business hours and I would send an email thinking that somebody would respond to me in the morning and then immediately like somebody would shoot me back an email at, you know, midnight or 1230. And I'm like, I'm normally the only person up working at this time of night. And um, and then I, I, you know, just sat down. I'm like, OK, I've never been in 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 a business where I had the ability to work with individuals who were of my same peer group um, who look like me, uh, who had similar interests. And, um, you know, I was fortunate to be in businesses where the the leadership were, you know, um, yeah, 20 plus years older than me because I, I got to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, OK, I may have an opportunity to join a team where we're all in this thing together. We're, you know, at the same uh, point in life and we can work together and then also hang out together. And um, and then once I learned the work ethic and the desire everybody else had where it was it matched, you know, what I what I you know, kind of the self-starter in me, um, I was like, okay, then I, I need to continue to talk more seriously to Brandon. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, the team wanted more leadership and, and operational experience. And, um, and I was, I told the company that I, that I, that I was transitioning away from, I was like, Hey, I'm on, I'm on this CEO journey. Uh, I don't know when it's going to happen, but if you cannot, provide me with more skill sets, allow me to be in investor meetings, um, allow me to run my own uh, or manage my own financials and things like that, then I should not be a part of this company. And they really let me, you know, run operations for the company and, you know, um, fail at certain things, get the help I needed when I needed it. And that really, you know, I didn't really know at the time, but it was preparing me for the the next uh, opportunity that that Brandon brought to me with FanSub. I love that. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Be Attento podcast. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. Make sure to subscribe or follow and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow Attento Capital across all social media platforms. 
and we look forward to speaking with you all again on the next episode of Be Atento.